Coming up today on David versus Goliath, the Yoda of yoga. That's hard to say. You know, my goal is global wellness through play. So let's go. You're taking on that giant, that Goliath, and I hope you win. Welcome to today's episode of David vs. Goliath, a podcast dedicated to helping small businesses leverage technology to not only help them compete against their large competitors, but win. Your host is currently the CEO of Anthem Business Software, a free-time Inc. 500 recipient and a serial entrepreneur with a passion to help small businesses everywhere find, serve, and keep more customers profitably. Please join me in welcoming your host, Adam DeGrade. Hey everyone, it's Adam DeGrade with another fantastic episode of the David vs. Goliath podcast. Today we have Bobby Hamilton, the CEO of Chi Universe. This is a fascinating interview and a fascinating product. You're going to really enjoy it. Today's episode is brought to you by AutomateMySocial.com, where you can automate, if you're a business, up to 99%, 90%, 99% of all your social media for the rest of your life and never have to think about it. And then just customize the little bit that you need to customize on a regular basis. It's a life changer. You can take the tour at automatemysocial.com, save thousands of dollars, stop the madness today with automatemysocial.com. You can also visit us online at David VS Goliath Podcast. Dot com. There you can subscribe to receive our newsletters and to get updates on the podcast. And you can also apply to be on the podcast. Well, with no further ado, let's get right into it today with Bobby Hamilton. Bobby, welcome to the David versus Goliath podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I was thinking about starting the episode today with me like in this pose, you know, the <laughs> yoga pose. Uh, if you know anything about me, Bobby, um, I'm not a yoga expert. By any stretch of the imagination, uh, I think the last time I stretched was 1973, wow. a couple of years after I was born, and uh, you know, I but I definitely, I definitely could learn a lot. I was intrigued. I had an interview back for the watchers and listeners with a gentleman by the name of Tom Dusenberry yes. uh, several weeks, several weeks back. It was great, and he's in the games, as you know. And as we just were talking, hanging board. out, yeah, we were just you know, he's on your board now. This is all making sense, right? And, and we were just uh, talking afterwards. He's like, you know, I got somebody that I think would be a great interview. And I checked out your product. The product's pretty cool. Just for the watchers and the listeners, it's Chi Universe. Chi Universe. Oh, let's, it, that, okay. Right there. Hold yeah, on. show that one. Show that one. Yes. Oh, no, my, my producer's going to... My producer's going to show much better shots than that. But um, it's Chi Universe, everyone. And I thought it was interesting because at the end of the day, what you've got is a scenario where you're almost taking a twister style concept from what I could see, what I could see and then turning it into something fun that families can do and learn about yoga. So why don't you tell them a little bit about Chi Universe and then we're going to get into how you started Chi Universe and what led you to do it in the first place. Sure. So Chi Universe, um, essentially our featured product is the Chi Yoga Mat and Game. And it has a simple system on the yoga mat, which 
actually properly aligns the body and it gamifies yoga. So the symbol system is based on the principles of alignment and anatomical averages. So we have a kid size and we have a tween adult size. And um, the game, the symbols on the mat, you know, gamify the product and really engage students for longer. And so you match the symbols on the mat with the symbols in the how-to poster that comes with it or the symbols in the video instruction or in the game app. So you look at the images and you see the symbols and then you try to mimic the pose on the mat using the proper symbols. And then you use your focused breathing to count how long you're in the pose. <laughs> you know, I could use this. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like as I, the older I get, I probably could use a little bit of uh, a little bit of yoga in my life. My wife loves yoga. She does yoga from time to time. Great. She also she does a lot of Pilates and things like that. And uh, it's everything I can do to to get out of bed in the morning and just uh, power up and sit at the piano, play some guitar, do my podcast, have some fun. And my biggest problem is that I'm always on a computer, right? So in our world today, I'm either sitting in front of a, a camera and a microphone, or I'm doing work on it, you know, or I'm playing piano, or I'm playing guitar, I'm sitting down a lot. So I think it's fantastic. And my producer, while you were describing that, was showing the watchers and the listeners some of the imagery. Because it really is fun. Now, it also comes with an app. I noticed that, which was interesting. So you give away a free app on the, iP- on the iPad and the, uh, and the Android? Yes. Um, currently, our iTunes app um, is a 10-level game. And it coordinates with the one side of the poster in, that comes inside of the yoga mat. And um, so you can earn chi points, you know, and you work for your chi points. And... Um, it's it's pretty adorable, actually. Um, but w- one of the things that's really exciting is that we are working towards expanding our game tech and fit tech now. So we're raising capital to expand our digital offerings. So that's I, great. you know, it's interesting. You start a business, you have a vision, and. And then it, it sort of takes on a life of its own, you know? So I love the fact that we're um, going to be continuing to grow and build this thing out. My, you know, my goal is global wellness through play. So let's go. We got to go I bigger. Lo- I like global wellness through play. Now for the watchers and listeners that maybe have heard the term gamification or haven't, let me try to help them understand what that means. So years ago, I built CRM, and this was early in the days of, of um, gamification, where software is tried to put an element of fun to get you to do key tasks that you needed to do. So one of the things that we did, Bobby, was we created a game that for every insurance agent that gathered email addresses and input them into the software, they would get gamification points. And then they would run contests inside of the agency. Whoever could get the highest number of emails into the system would qualify and there was different tiers and different badges that they would win. And then at the end of the month, our company gave away to the top producer and the top agency within our network of insurance agencies at the time, a $150 Starbucks card or you know Amazon mm-hmm. card. I can't remember what it was. And that was early days of trying to get people to have fun. So when Bobby says that she's taken yoga and she's gamified it, she literally means that. What she means is that yoga is a game that you can play 
as you get fit and get well, because the game itself makes it more interactive and interesting. Now, how, how did you a come up with the idea and then, you know, B what gave you the courage and the, the ability to take that step and start it? How did that all, you know, tell the listeners and the watchers the evolution of how you ended up where we are today. Sure. Um, well, originally I came up with the idea while I was teaching. I've been a yoga teacher for a long time. And um, at that point, I was um, at the Venice Public Library teaching yoga to children. And um, there happened to be a little girl who just couldn't follow me um, visually or auditorily. And so there was a Sharpie just randomly laying on the ground and I ran over, I brought all the mats for the children. So I ran over and I started drawing symbols and pointed to teach her how to use the symbols. And then, you know, her body was in perfect position. And, you know, I did that because when she was trying, it looked like she was going to injure herself. So really I was trying to prevent injury. And that's really what the principles of alignment do. They prevent injury, they increase safety, but it engages the user. So when, when I stepped back and saw this little girl in perfect position, I realized like, okay, like this could really be something. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I just went off into the process, you know, working on the design design and development and the rest is history. You know, it was um, a labor of love, really. I, you know, I could imagine if I was trying yoga for the first time, I would be the person that you'd be highly concerned <laughs> is going to, going to injure himself as I try to contort my body in ways that have never been contorted. Um, you know, and it's always, I love how ideas are formed and where you see need and the, the spirit of the entrepreneur that lives in a lot of people that watch and listen to this podcast is we see a problem. We can clearly see the solution. And then there's a step between seeing the problem, seeing the solution, and actually doing it. So when you took your first stab at a mat, how long did it take you before you got to the place now where you feel like, I've got this thing down, this makes sense, the users of the uh, product you know, understand it, can use it well? Mm -hmm. How long was that evolution from concept to completion, and how many years, months did that of time and development did that take? Oh my gosh, it was extensive. It's, it was an extensive research and development process. I'd never built a product before. I had built a, um, a, a video before. I had this, so out of college, I was um, a medical researcher and um, I did learn about the childhood obesity epidemic at that time. And I did want to create programming to help children because understanding the implications of obesity and cancer um, was something that I really wanted to tackle. So, you know, I had been an athlete my whole life. I, I was a springboard and platform diver for UC Berkeley. Um, and I, I wanted to use my skills to innovate movement for children. You know, I didn't know what I was doing and I created a first product that was a digital, a, vi a video product. And it ended up getting turned into yoga breaks and on PBS stations across the U S for years, they ran these yoga breaks and I ended up normalizing yoga for children. And that's great. Thank you. And so, um, which is like another story of like where I ended up because I didn't have enough IP at the time and really lost 
my my innovation to other people. And so, you know, when I started the development process for um, the yoga mat and game, I I was very serious about um, doing the IP for it. And so not only was I learning how to develop a product, I was also, you know, spending money on patents and trademarks and copyrights. And, and, you know, I just want to say, you know, as a small time, you know, business owner, I, I literally like at times, like I was sleeping on my girlfriend's floor to be able to pay for the patents. And that always like really embarrassed me. And I never wanted to tell anybody. And then when I heard like, no, no, you know, you should not be embarrassed by that. As a matter of fact, more people that are watching and listening that are considering starting a business need to understand that, right? You know, just because you have a board of directors now that has the former CEO of Hasbro Interactive on it. That doesn't happen overnight. That happens with a lot of sweat, tears, blood, and in some cases, sleeping on your family, relatives, or friends' couch for a period of time to pay for it. So you did you bootstrap the whole business to start yourself? Were you funding it exclusively yourself? Yeah, I was. Um, I bootstrapped it. And then I had um, an advisor teach me how to sell equity in my business. So that was like another learning curve where I had to like learn and also have enough courage to be able to raise capital. Um, And I raised small amounts in the beginning, you know, like 10 grand or 20 grand at a time, you know, just um, just to keep it going and keep building it. And so that you know, it was a huge learning process. It was not. What was that, Bobby? Bobby, you strike me as someone that, um, and don't take this the wrong way, doesn't have like the killer instincts. Like you know, I, I have, I have, uh, I have no problem putting my foot on someone's throat and saying, "You should do this." You know, like, but you know, that's my personality, right? Like, it's very gregarious. It's very outgoing. It's very confident. You strike me as someone who's very reflective, someone who's very patient, very kind. How difficult was it for you? Not that I'm not kind, by the way. If you get to, if people know me, that they they can tell I'm a decent guy at the, for the most part. But was it very difficult for you to do that? And did it take several times? Because there's a lot of people right now watching and listening yeah. that have that personality, that have your personality, but they have great ideas. And they can't get to the next step because they're afraid, they're locked in fear on asking that person for money and how to be confident mm-hmm. when their nature is to be, oh, think about it, take the weekend, you know, talk to your, talk to this person. No, at some point, somebody's going to say, are we doing this or not? Mm-hmm. So how was that, you know, transition for you from not raising money or asking for the money to where you are now? That's a really good question because I wasn't confident. I, um, you know, my first property, I took um, an investment for animal yoga, the one that was on PBS Kids. And, um, you know, I, I lost that property and it was a really hard learning experience for me. And, you know, over time, what I began to realize. Somebody trademarked it. Somebody stole it from you and trademarked it. They realized you didn't trademark it. Yeah, they stole my property. They stole the whole concept. They recreated it exactly the way I made it. Um, And, um, you know, I couldn't get anybody to fund that. Once I had taken my first 75,000 that I had um, raised as early 20s, you know, and I wasn't able to pay it back. And that was devastating to me. So I didn't feel confident taking money, but also... um, 
you know, I had been told by people, well, you're a woman. And when you fail once, you know, it's harder for you to raise money. And um, I had to overcome a lot. I had to really overcome, you know, what other people told me and also what was inside of myself. And, um, you know, I, I was a, a bit shy and, you know, like I was a trainer. I drove all over LA. I, I worked for huge business executives. And one time I had this female business executive in finance say to me, and she loved me, you know, and she would say to me, whatever you are doing for my children, like you're godsend, like they're happy and focused when you leave, they do their homework, you know, and I would train her and her children. And one day she said to me, why would anybody fund your business? You can't even ask me for the money I owe you. And that was like a really big wake up for me. And so I had to definitely tough. That's tough. That's tough. So hold on. I want you to hold that thought. I want you to hold that thought because I'm getting a red light from my producer that says I'm over on break here. So I need to take a break. But when we come back, I want to continue right where we left off. Okay. The fact that you couldn't even ask her for the money that that she owed you for her own kids. It's a good question. You're with Bobby Hamilton and Adam DeGrade, your handsome host of the David versus Goliath podcast. Here's a very important message from automatemysocial.com. We'll be right back. Do you own a business? Do you have or need a social media presence? If you are like most businesses, you spend either no time or too much time and money on your social media strategy. Spending thousands of dollars per month only to get mediocre and inconsistent results. This leads to frustration and in some cases, sleepless nights. Introducing AutomateMySocial.com. Automate 90% of your social media and never have to think about it again. That's right. Automate your business's social media posting and strategy like forever. Automate the essentials and customize only what's needed. Save time, save money, and get better results with AutomateMySocial.com. Our patent-pending technology gives you the ability to automatically create your social post and distribute them immediately, like in seconds, across all your social media platforms. Stop the madness of paying someone to create posts and manage your strategy, and let our software do the work, so you don't have to. Oh, and if you're an agency or social media manager, you too can let our software do all the work, and you can get all the credit. It will be our little secret. With AutomateMySocial.com, you can have it all. It's easy to use, never complains, and never ask for time off or more benefits. See this amazing new software application at AutomateMySocial.com. If you own a business or manage client social media and want to save time, energy, money, all while increasing your return on investment, then let's get this party started at AutomateMySocial.com. We're back with Bobby, the yoga master, the yoga guru, really the Yoda of yogi. 
of yoga. Wait, the the Yoda of yoga. Yoga. That's hard to say. Try that. Try that. The Yoda of yoga. <laughs> I actually, I actually think that's going to be the title of this week's episode. The Yoda of yoga. I like that. It's really good. So you know, you were just talking about raising funds and 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 how you had this powerful female executive who you were impacting their kids in such a uh, powerful way. She loved it. The kids were doing great. She owed you some money and she said, how can you ever run a business? Why would I ever give you money if you can't even ask me for the money I already owe you? How did she handle that? Well, you know, it did take some deep contemplation after that. And I knew that I needed to overcome some of the beliefs that I held inside of myself. But really what did it in the end is that I believe so fully in the wellness effects of yoga therapy. And I really want to create change. I really wanted to give this to the world and help people. And when I saw it as something even bigger than myself and that, you know, why would I hold back something that could contribute to the well-being of people in the world that, you know, I had to get out of my own way. And so I started, you know, raising money, um, also through the magic, I swear, of meditation. It literally, I would meditate and then I would like get really focused. This is how you do it. So you get into meditation and once you're within the oneness, then you ask the universe for what you want. And the universe would like put me right next to the person that would end up investing in me. It was unbelievable. Like the That's magic that ensued to help me develop this business really came through my deep desire through meditation, asking the universe to be guided. And I would literally just be put right next to the person who would like overhear me talking about my business to my parents or something. And they would like be like, Oh, who are you? Like, can you tell me more? And so, you know, it took a lot of, um, magic from the universe to help me realize this thing. But, um, you know, as I, I did end up getting the hang of it over time and I was able to, you know, bring in an investor at one point who became a main investor for me to get me through to a level where like, it just became undeniable that this product was a hit and, you know, the kids loved it and parents loved it and the press loved it. And, you know, and I'm at that point now where I'm like, I'm so confident that I have such a great product that there's really nothing, you know, anybody could say to me to discourage me. Yeah, that you know, it's it's not it's not an easy journey to get there. You know, it's funny you talk about uh, becoming one with the universe. For me, it's it's I, I spend a lot of time in prayer. So for me, it's like you know, if I'm not feeling something, you know, inside, to me, I you know, I get before I get before the Lord for myself, and I pray and I say, God, give me wisdom, give me the right direction you want me to walk into. And I'll tell you, man, without doing that, I feel like I'd be walking, you know, blind. And sometimes you can react too quickly or not quickly enough if you're not, to your point, centered with what's important to you mm-hmm. in your life. And uh, it makes a lot of difference. So now you're at a place now where you have powerful former CEOs on your board. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in those board meetings myself. I've sold, you know, I'm on my fourth business now. I've sold three. A couple of them, I, a couple of them I've had boards on. 
not a big fan of boards uh, in a lot of ways because I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like a free spirit, and uh, and it's kind of like there's a you know I'm not a big fan of lawyers. I'm not a big fan of dentists. I'm not a big fan of doctors. I'm not a big fan of boards because all of these things tell me what not to do, and and to me it's like. I always fight myself, you know, it drives me crazy trying to restrain my own natural instincts. But um, they can be very helpful. They can also be very hurtful. In your experience with your board now, um, you know, so obviously to have those type of caliber people on your board, you must be doing well. So congratulations. What are those board meetings like for you now? What are the primary things behind the scenes? You don't have to get into the the non-disclosure piece of it. But, you know, you're having a board meeting, you're having difficult conversations. Is it mostly vision casting? Is it is it more um, relationship driven board members? Is it a blend of both? You know, talk, tell the watchers and the listeners a little bit about the life of a board meeting for you right now at Chi Universe. Sure. Um, well, you know, like we were discussing, Tom Dusenberry is on the board and he's a visionary. He brought in the highest earning acquisition in the history of Hasbro and um, you know, I, I, know. I trust him very much. Um, but I also have some other very solid people. And often, a you know, board meeting will be, um, you know, strategizing or it'll be like, okay, I have this person or I have this opportunity. How do we close the deal on it? Can you guide me in what I need to say and do? Um, or, you know, this is where we're at and help me get to the next evolution of it so you know i'm not sure if you're aware but i just had to file um a first lawsuit against an infringer a major retailer and you know i literally maybe would not have had the courage to do it if i didn't have my board members yeah Um, exactly so i and i really i i needed that it's a very scary process um you know, and I, I don't know if you've ever had to go through the process of like obtaining an attorney or like fighting. You know, uh, this is Bob, David. Bobby, I, I have about 30 attorneys at any okay. given moment that I work with. Um, it's funny you mentioned this. My buddy who owns a business um, had a client of his um, owed him about $90,000 and he fronted the money for this client. And he had it for the first time in his life. Uh, get an attorney. It's never comfortable, um, but it, it, there's only if you have IP and you have contracts to protect your IP, and somebody infringes on that. There's only one way to make sure that your contract is enforceable, and you're doing the right thing. It's not ever fun. It's never fun. I'll tell you that whether you're suing or you're being sued. But it is the cost of doing business. Unfortunately, in the year 2022, it reminds me of. Um, uh, the Back to the Future episode where uh, they were talking about how, you know, the justice system was working so much more swiftly. And he said, well, how do they do that? He goes, well, they, they abolish lawyers because <laughs> lawyers can definitely take up a lot of time. Yes. But, you know, I would just encourage you to trust them. Um, your board members who have gone before you in that aspect uh, have wisdom in that aspect, um, you know, and you, you got to defend yourself and yeah. you got to fight for what's yours. And that doesn't mean that they can't use the idea. They just got to pay you for it. Right. I know. Exactly. Just pay me for it. Like, but what I, okay. So going through this process, I want to talk about this as a David and Goliath 
you know, podcasts because first of all, what I realized in going up against a major retailer is that it is so difficult to even get to the process of suing them. <laughs> there's so many layers. There's, there's so, so many-, many layers and it's so exhausting. I yeah. mean, I was waking up, first of all, going through the discovery of being infringed and counterfeited and trying to get them to stop selling was a nightmare in itself. Okay. But then going through the process of trying to get an attorney, a nightmare in itself. I was literally waking up and smashing my pillow against the wall like it's not like waking up and meditating you know it's not yeah. like i had to like really work with myself to get through this process because yeah, it was smashing so the wall in the middle of the night might have might have uh lend you to believe that you were not completely at one with the universe at that moment <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were at you were at war and you didn't know it Yes. And it's just disheveling and it's, it's so difficult. Like, you know, it's one of the reasons why I just became determined to get a lawsuit filed because what I realized in going through this difficult process is that it's actually a business model for large retailers to steal from small businesses because it is so difficult to go through the process of And they know, and they know that you don't have the stomach. Most people don't have the stomach to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's a business model. And that's why I'm fighting for small businesses now because um, I, okay, what ended up happening for me was... um, you know, I went through, I was interviewing like 15 different law firms. And then it was such a difficult process that I literally called Berkeley Law. I went to Berkeley and I was like, well, maybe if I just call Berkeley. So I called Berkeley Law. I left them a voicemail. They didn't even call me back. And they put out two calls into the network. And I got calls from a male attorney and a female attorney who went to Berkeley. Who do you think rescued me? I don't know. The female attorney. And Those dirty said, men. Those dirty men. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just say, I'm making a point. But what no, my, I my larger point is this. I am privileged to have had that education and to have that school call and make make a call for me into the network and they they rescued me because the law firm that ended up writing the complaint was is impeccable and getting to this point was so incredibly hard that it made me realize like okay well given this privilege you know i it is my duty to fight for small business we are the backbone of america and and um you know it's like you like the product pay for it you know what i ended up realizing is that's, it, the whole, that's my whole point it's like okay great if you like the product no big deal i have the ip on it it's mine all you gotta do is give me a little piece of it we'll be fine so what i've learned in the process and you know building a small business and go doing all the research and development is that you know people like me you know designers and and people pay for these educations and then they spend their time building their life work for something that they think they're contributing to society. And then what ends up happening is these large companies usurp them and then they leave the small business holding the development debt. Mm -hmm. And then the larger company ends up making all the, 
profits off of the smaller company. And I'm, yeah. I'm here to say no. Like, you can't do this to American small businesses. This is the American dream. And you don't get to cut us out and kill us. I mean, going- yeah, by the way, and that's one of the things that they need to fix, by the way, is yeah. intellectual property rights in other countries as well, too, because the world's very global now, especially yes. with a product like yourself. And if you have a global patent, it's got to be enforced. And I don't know how to do it because I'm not smart enough to figure that out. But I love the fact that you are fighting for small business. You're taking on that giant, that Goliath. And I hope you win because so often in my life that, you know, they always say that, you know, theft is flattery if you're a great idea, but at some point theft is just theft and someone's going to pay for it. And uh, this has been great. Well, we got to take another break from another amazing sponsor, Bobby. And when we come back, we'll have our last and final segment. This has been so much fun with Bobby Hamilton. You're learning about the smackdown that's about to happen legally with her and that large retailer who will remain anonymous on this program. But we are so grateful to have you watching and listening. Stay tuned for another important message. We'll be right back. At ISU Armac Agency, We want to be your one responsible source for all of your insurance needs. From a rocket engineer in California to several hospitals in Illinois, our personal lines team specializes in hard-to-place risks and high net worth clientele. With two locations and 20-plus agents, we can write in all 50 states to better serve our clients with needs in multiple states. Family-owned and operated since 1962 and four generations carrying on the tradition of insurance. Celebrating our 60th year in the industry, we are truly proud of where we have come from and where we are going. With over 300 carriers nationwide, our agency can offer individuals and businesses more choices and better prices. ISU RMAC brings a wide variety of solutions to the table. For more information, visit us online at www.isu-rmac.com. David versus Goliath podcast with the Yoda yoga master Bobby and your handsome host, Adam DeGray on the David versus Goliath podcast. And you are taking these people to the mat. No pun intended. Um, this is actually exciting information and it's valuable conversation that we're having. It's, it's not a comfortable one, but it's a very valuable one because many small businesses and inventors and creators and people that come up with trademarks and they get them, they struggle with this. And theft is a real problem. And your story, Bobby, I guarantee is encouraging someone right now who is watching and listening. And for that, we thank you. And we wish you the best. We really do. We always want the good guys to win here on David versus Goliath. And uh, at the end, just make sure you take the sword out and slice its head off. That's what uh, David did in the <laughs> And hold it up. Hold it up for the world to see. But anyway, uh, so now at Chi, at Chi Universe, back to back to a little bit more fun things. Okay. You know, you've got the yoga mat. You've got families doing yoga together. You've got people getting healthy. You've got people learning how to breathe. I could learn that. 
I'm terrible at it. But at the end of the day, this is valuable and fun information. How large is your business right now? How many people work alongside of you on a daily basis from manufacturing to shipping to everything right now in Chi Universe? Oh, a number. I don't know if I could give you a number, but yes. A guess. I probably have like 20 people around me working on this. Um, You know, there's a lot of moving parts and, you know, you have to learn every part of the business that you're going through. And, um, you know, it's just a evolution of development. You know, like I was saying earlier, we are at a place where we're looking to expand and grow now and create um, more of an e-learning and digital fit tech offering. Um, I love it. I love it. Thanks. You know, and, you know, I mean, there's so many different people who've come together to put this project into such a a cool state, you know, even down to the Chi character, Um, you know, Chi, our our flying squirrel logo character was designed by a veteran Disney animator. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, I've collected so much talent along the way. so it's oh and i love talent i love talent so much i love working with talent um you know my passion really is the the research and the development and the the teaching and and um creating the assets and um you know i just i love working with with the people that take it to the next step and seeing who falls into like my path on the next step that's one of my favorite things um you know, like I said, we're trying to create greater global wellness. And, you know, the yoga therapy is such a huge aspect to it. It's really the reason why I'm doing it, because not only does it make you feel well physically, but more than anything, coming out of this pandemic, I'm realizing like, the mental and emotional wellness aspects of the yoga therapy are so incredibly important as people are suffering, as children are, you know, registering as the highest anxiety levels of all time. You know, people are really suffering. And, you know, if we can just include a few wellness techniques into our life, like, you know, two or three breathing wellness techniques, or, you know, just even like, five yoga positions that you love just having a handful of collected materials that will make you feel better will shift you mentally and emotionally and you know we're trying to come out of a time that has created such emotional and mental strife for people and you know what i'm saying is let's move into wellness as a a, a world people, you know, let's, how do we feel better now, you know? And so we, you know, simply teach that to kids and parents and kids and families and adults and teenagers, you know, how to te- feel better in one breath. And, and I can do it with you now. How to get more focused with three breaths, you know, how to do um, even a sitting yoga pose to, to take some pain out of your back and to get comfortable in order to be able to focus. Um, do you want to do I gotta, one? I got to, I got to tell you, I got to, I got to have you back on. Um, and, and, uh, for a little fun episode we'll do where you can instruct the watchers and listeners on DVG on five yoga posers poses, and I will try to perform them. 
on camera okay. for, every, for everyone to see. That would be a lot of hoot. I do have a question though. This, and this is not to get political in any stretch of the imagination, but you saying you're saying something that I'm hearing the exact opposite a lot of in the media now, which is the celebration of unhealthy body masses, unhealthy body. You know, and and so you can't tell people that they're out of shape anymore and that they can have their lives better because we're almost celebrating that as a culture. Have you seen that? I th I think it's I detrimental for people. You know, people are proud of the fact that they're out of shape. I I don't. I'm out of shape, and I don't no, like it. Like I want to. I I want to get better. I want to be in better shape. Like I, and you no, know, for me to say that people are like, oh no, you're fine. Be comfortable with yourself. No, I don't want to be comfortable with myself. I want to be the best version of myself. Yes. And ha has that been a challenge for you at all? With that, no. that societal message that they're trying to push on us? I don't see the message in that way. What The message that I see is what people, what people are trying to say is stop shaming us. You know, okay. Just, okay, so chi is your life force energy. And I think that any when you're alive, when you have the good fortune of that spark of life within your body that is beautiful and mm -hmm. and i am for body positivity and i am against shaming people you know people are really suffering because of the food and the agriculture that we're you know being forced to eat you know that's my like point people, that's people my point have no idea the amount of con like genetically modified canola oil in their food you yeah. know this is painful for people and well they're trying to do more of it bobby they're not just trying to do less of it. They're trying to make more of that stuff. For and us that's in the why future. we have to wake up as a culture and a, pe and a people and basically say, you know, we can't have this in our food anymore. And I don't want to be shamed for my body. I don't feel comfortable in it. So no. it's not about shaming. It's about accepting people as they are and then giving them the tools to feel better, which is what to cut out in the diet. You know, a lot of it is not people's fault. They don't know what they're consuming. And yeah. it's about creating awareness so that people will stop consuming certain foods that are poisoning them. Um, and it's about creating energy. You know, it can be really difficult for people to get their body moving. You know, when I've been injured or when I've been completely beaten down by getting into a lawsuit with somebody who's stealing from me, I've had no energy. And it's sure. about giving people tangible steps to getting into physical movement, to using the breath, to from small movements into effective fitness movements. You know, we want to help people go in the right direction. We don't want to shame people. And I'm on board with this. I'm, you know, it's like, I'm so done with controlling people and shaming people. I just want people to go, no matter what I am grateful for my life force and my body and I'm going to do what I can to cultivate feeling well. And today, like maybe that's only 20, you know, minutes of focused breathing or a walk around the neighborhood. What can I do with the amount of energy that I have and how can I build my energy and my life force to create more strength, to create more endurance, to create greater physical fitness? You know, I love it. I love it. I think I think I think it's I think it's interesting because at the end of the day, you know, you have to make those small steps. Mm -hmm. Although I will say, Bobby, this is just Adam's personal opinion. A little bit of shame 
goes a long way. And I, and and by the way, no, hold on. What I mean by that, I'm talking about myself now, by the way, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about shaming other people. I'm talking about when I look in the mirror and I'm like, dear God, what have I done? The pandemic's killed me. I put all these pounds on that to me is a healthy thing because I'm saying, okay, I'm not happy with myself. Therefore it's affecting how I feel. It's affecting what I do. It's affecting my energy levels Mm -hmm. and I want to work on it. And I have been working on it. And, and I think that that's really, really important. It's not about, it's not about where you are. It's about where you're going. And, and, and you could be in the worst place physically or the best place physically. And they're both missions are the same. How do we get better? That Mm -hmm. is really the idea. And when it comes down to business, it's the same thing. It's like your business might be, for lack of a better word, fat, bloated, out of shape, tired, right? You got to put some life back into that thing. It's not about where you are. It's about where you're going and the steps you can take every day as a business leader and a business owner and as an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur to get there. It's one step at a time. Like Bob Wiley said, and what about Bob? Baby steps, baby step out the door, baby step on the bus, baby steps. And before you know it, you're in Lake Winnipesaukee. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. For those of you who have ever seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Bobby's looking at me like, what on earth is he talking about? It's a movie called What About Bob with Bill Murray. It's one of my favorite movies in the world. And you too can end up on a boat strapped to it, just like Bill Murray was, one step at a time. Now, in closing, um, you know, there are people right now that are stuck. They're Mm -hmm. stuck in their life personally. And they're stuck in their business professionally. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give them that they can do right now? What's the So they, they stop watching this podcast. What is the one thing they can do to get themselves going in that positive direction from your perspective? I would say take the time to shut down your electronics. Sit and take some breathing. And as you breathe... Breathe into your body and breathe into your own success. Breathe, you know, breathe into yourself and start believing in yourself and um, start envisioning where you want to get to. And, um, you know, get so clear on what you need and where you want to go that the universe will just start help putting it in place for you. And when you come out of that, you know, call your friends and family because we are so separate from each other right now. And we don't pick up the phone and we don't spend the time with the people who support us and love us. And so I think we need to hold each other and, and encourage each other and, um, and then just, you know, build up your courage to, to make the calls that you need to do and, and to write down your goals. I just, I'm a firm believer in manifest destiny. And I think when you write them, when you envision them, when you sit with them, when you write them down, like they really start to materialize in your life. And there's no doubt about it. There's power in that. There's no doubt about the fact that you can absolutely both positively and negatively feed your life. And the question is, is what are you feeding yourself with positivity or negativity? Bobby is 100% the yoga master. You know it. She's as smart as Yoda. We can hear it right now in her voice. Has anybody ever called you the Yoda of yoga? No, I, but I am the chi master. (laughs) 
I love <laughs> I it. I can, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to take, I hope you'll take me up on that. Uh, there's going to be this, just for you to know this. I don't even know if you know this, Bobby. I believe you're the 52nd episode of David versus Goliath, which means that I've been doing this for a year. Cool. And for the watchers and listeners, I'm going to be doing uh, an episode, but I want to wait till I'm back in my main studio in a few weeks. So it's going to be a little bit after the year. And for the year anniversary, watchers and listeners, you know who I'm going to interview? Me. Oh. I'm going to interview. No, I'm going to interview myself. What? And so I'm going to take the whole episode, ask myself the questions, and then answer them just like I was a guest. Because a lot of people ask me, Adam, you know, I know a little bit about your story, but tell me a little bit more about your story. I'll but Bobby, this. You, Adam. That's, well, that's sweet of you. I really appreciate it. I think it'll be funnier if I interview myself. So now, Bobby. Have you had a good time today on the David versus Live podcast? You know what? I have. You're a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you. How, how can people find you, find your product? So you can check us out on Chi Universe. That's spelled C-H-I, like Chi, life force energy, chiuniverse.com. And you can find us, you know, join our community on Instagram at Chi Universe Yoga. We have so many cool, fit-minded um, parents and adults, um, you know, joining in the conversation and pr- contributing uh, clips on movement. We have some challenges and some giveaways. And um, we're building out our social media some more this year. So look around for us, um, Chi Universe. I love it. Chi Universe, everyone together, breathe. And then out. This has been another amazing episode of the David versus Goliath podcast. Bobby, thank you so much for joining me. Watchers and listeners. You can't learn about plate things like this on any other podcast. We have so much diversity here. It is such a blast to interview these men and women here to learn about what they're doing and how they're slaying their own Goliath right here on the David versus Goliath podcast. I'll see you next week. Everyone have an awesome day. Anthem Business Software System is designed to specifically help small businesses just like yours find, serve, and keep more customers profitably. We do this by providing you with the most powerful software, automations, and marketing services to help your business compete and win in this ever-changing digital world. Take a short video tour at AnthemSoftware.com. Anthem.